Welcome back. This is Mary Lee, and you're listening to the On the Wings of Love podcast, a Bachelor Fanatics insight into The Bachelor and Bachelor Nation news. Sit back, relax, and you're going to hear a lot of news today. Uh, We're going to recap Peter's fourth episode of this season uh, and share with you a lot of Bachelor Nation news. So stay tuned. So anyway, thanks for coming back and listening. Um, I have to tell you guys, before we jump in to Peter's episode on Monday night, Chelsea, I want to tell you uh, what I did last night. Did I tell you already? Uh, No. So Monday night was the episode. So this was last night, Tuesday. Yep. So last night, Dancing with the Stars tour came into New York City. Mm. And uh, as you know, Hannah Brown was on this past season and she won the mirror ball. Ball She's fierce. So yeah. Yeah, so I bought a ticket. Uh, I took myself on a date. And uh, I think it's so funny. Like, the girl sitting next to me, she was like, wow, so you came by yourself? I was like, oh, yeah, my husband didn't want to come. But, like, who cares? I'm, I'm like, happy to come alone. She's like, that's so cool that, like, you go by yourself. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you've never taken yourself on a date, I challenge you to do it. It's, it is so important to know what you like to do and to like just embrace who you are and embrace those interests of yours. So anyway, just wanted to share. So it was, so who I I don't watch the show too much. Um, but was how many of the stars were on the tour? Yeah. So it's kind of small. Um, let me think. I think there were 11. So that's not true. There were 11 pros and two mm. stars. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you watch the TV show, they have, I don't know, like 16 pros or 20 pros. I mean, there's a lot of pros. Mm-hmm. And they're incredible. Like, I cannot describe to you enough how amazing these people are. They're like the best dancers. They're like better than Broadway dancers, better wow. than like TV dancers. They're just they're so good mm-hmm. um, and so talented and they have such great stage presence. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the tour was awesome. Um, I highly suggest you check it out. If you have the opportunity to see it, they're going all over. They're going to like Canada and the Midwest, the yeah. West coast, the Southeast. Um, yeah, I think this is like the beginning of the tour still. Mm-hmm. So that being said on our stop, we had, um, Kate Flannery, who's the actress from yes. The Office. Yes. Remember? The red hair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but she went to our university. What? You didn't know this? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, okay. Fun fact for my listeners. Um, so Chelsea and I went to college together and, you know, it's always great to have artistic relationships from, mm-hmm. you, you know, college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she went to our school. I found this out through like, Whoa. I think my voice teacher. So yeah, Kate was there. She did, um, two dances. She did like a waltz and something else really cute with her mm-hmm. partner, Pasha. Mm-hmm. And then Hannah, of course, mm-hmm. um, I love Hannah Brown. All right. If you guys are listening to this podcast and you don't yeah. know that, <laughs> I have been her fan 
literally since she stepped on Colton's show. I was like, this girl is smart and articulate. Mm -hmm. She just is really over analytical and calculated. Um, yeah. And I love her. I just love her moxie and her Mm -hmm. energy and so much about her. So yeah. Um, she did her, um, pasta doble, which is like a really, I didn't even know what this kind of dance was. It's a really sexy dance. And Mm. a lot of the pros did pasta doble dances. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It just made you like, want to go home to your (laughs) (laughs) do dirty things uh (laughs) very sexy dancing oh yeah so that's the pasa dobla and then she did one of everyone's favorite dances um it's like a lyrical dance to taylor swift's lover Mm. which was so pretty it was i wish she did i I wish she did the um this girl's on fire dance Mm. so that was very last dance which won her the competition mm-hmm. like the last episode that dance was incredible mm-hmm. like like who is hannah brown she should be a pro like mm-hmm. she was so good so yeah hannah won the mirror ball if i haven't reiterated that enough um and al and her partner did like a cute little segment where he played queen's um we are the champions <laughs> my friends <laughs> Do, do, do. Anyway, it was really cute. Um, and they showed a bunch of photos of them. And um, one of the best parts, though, was at one point, like all the guys were like dressed in cowboy gear mm-hmm. and they walked out into the audience and they picked like five random women, like middle aged women mm-hmm. <laughs> off the stage. Mm-hmm. And then they proceeded to give them serious lap dances. Whoa. Like grinding up on them. <laughs> moving their bodies across the stage, flapping their bodies. It was, it was hot. It was actually like, it was magic Mike on stage. And it was, I don't normally think that stuff is sexy. I'm normally like, Oh, it's cheesy, but it was, it was actually really sexy. The show Mm -hmm. is so good. It's, it's literally uh, incredible. And unfortunately, Hannah Brown will not be at a city near you. Um, Mm. (laughs) So you'll miss her. Um, She only did New York. Yeah. Wow. I know. You're lucky. I say that like I'm excited. Like, haha. But, <laughs> so Kate is going to travel. So Kate does a lot of them. It looks like um, Sailor Brinkley, who is Christy Brinkley's daughter. Oh, she's yeah. doing a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And then um, Allie Brooke, and, um, who's a singer, and uh, Lauren Elena. Lauren Elena, she's a country singer. She's also doing a few. So it says online who's Mm -hmm. doing what show. But um, honestly, it should really be called the Kate Flannery show as the star because she's doing almost all of them, which is incredible. So good for her. Yeah. Um, But it was so much fun. And uh, yeah, I just I think Hannah Brown is just showing that she is just capable of so much. And um I'm really excited to see what happens in this next chapter of her life at 26, you know? Yeah. Who so, yeah. Knows? I'm sorry. She's 25. She's oh. only five baby. She's just a babe. Babe. So anyway, that's my news from the night, but let's get to Peter's episode. That was, 
drama filled. Right? I loved this. This is my favorite episode. This is my favorite episode I've seen in a really long time. I think. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> mm, like something okay. clicked with like the girls and Peter and like the production and the way the show works. I don't know. For some reason, I was like, "Ding, <laughs> I get it." See, this is why I like to do a podcast because when you watch the show enough, you see what's happening before everyone else sees what's happening. And I'm not going to lie. Some of these things I was like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew Mm -hmm. this is so predictable, but Mm -hmm. like predictable in the sense that I've been watching the show for too long. That's why it's predictable. Yeah. Like they (laughs) set it up. There's like a theme each episode of like Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. The way they build. I mean, it's storytelling. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Anyway, back to the storytelling. Uh, I love part of the storytelling is Chris telling the ladies that The Bachelor is serious about this process and that he feels like his wife is in this room. Mm-hmm. I love that line. Like, I literally, as I heard him say it, I was like, yes, Chris, I feel you. I think I've heard you say this every season. Yeah. Well, he does. He has but to come in and, like, reorient, like- reorient everyone and be like, okay this process works right like we have to keep everyone under the impression that there will be a proposal at the end of this correct well and I think it's fair I mean I'm not trying to hate on what Chris said I just I love that it's literally a phrase I've heard so many times so yeah so I love how he tells them he's like all right ladies time to pack up first stop and he goes it's a city of art culture and rock and roll and you like see all their faces get really excited like the anticipation I love Lexi's reaction here (laughs) (laughs) kind of like and then uh, okay like all right I'll take it you know (laughs) it was so funny Tammy goes Ohio (laughs) she's like what why I mean none of these girls are from Ohio yeah well I don't know if any of them have been to Cleveland, which is fair. Uh, but yeah, go to the Instagram page. Um, I've been to Cleveland. Yeah, you've been uh, to Cedar Point, right? Yeah, I've been to both, which is really cool mm-hmm. and kind of crazy. Um, and it's funny. I remember when I was last in Cleveland about a year ago, uh, I took all these photos and I was like, no one's ever going to see these. I was like, I'm probably never going to post this on Instagram because like, it's just a bunch of buildings, like random backdrops. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when this episode came on, I was like, yes, I have the material. <laughs> I took the photo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can see my Cleveland shots on the uh, Instagram page on on the Wings of Love podcast. Um, the girls had a good attitude. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I think that's kind of the problem with this season is most of the girls are actually pretty level-headed. I mean, as we'll see, even Kelsey – seems super normal and yet they made her look to made her out to be looking crazy yes episodes so I think they're just having to create scenes where things are really dramatic Mm -hmm. because the girls are not that crazy probably so the Victoria F um she gets the first date Mm mm-hmm um, and he, Peter takes her in a plane, which I thought was really cute. Um, but I don't know if anyone else felt this, but I was thinking, oh my gosh, if they had crashed, 
you would have just lost your bachelor and another girl. And like, this would have been a serious I know. They're just letting him take off left and right. I mean, he is a pilot. That's a normal thing that he would do. But the fact that it's like he's the lead and they're filming every time, like, wow, yeah, that's. Yeah. Risky. (laughs) A little risky. A little risky. He took Victoria F. And um, for context, Cedar Point's about an hour away from Cleveland. So it made sense that they took a plane just because otherwise they'd be in the car for another like hour plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fun fact, they went on a weekday. So you know how he was like, we have the park all to ourselves. She's like, oh my God, like coolest thing ever. Um, so after Labor Day in September, Cedar Point's only open on the weekends. So mm. it would have been closed anyway yeah. <laughs> during the mid. So yeah, anyway, I found that out that they went on a midweek day. And that's why they had the park to themselves. And obviously they like found people in Cleveland or uh, Sandusky, Ohio, which is where Cedar Point is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably found locals to like come to this concert. Um, so uh, another fun fact before we get into the date deeply. Uh, so if you'll notice, like she freaked out on this date and was oh like, my oh my God, my God, I hope we're not going skydiving. And she like kicked her legs and flipping that out in the car. Like, acting like a baby (laughs) it was so amusing I was like it was and then she gets out of the car and she's like cool calm and collected and just like runs up to him and hugs him and I'm like you were just losing your mind losing her shit like crazy (laughs) um so in real life Victoria has been skydiving before what yeah the irony is just top um so, okay, so is this like a fake? Do people fake their fears for the producers because they're afraid the producers are going to mine them for juicy stuff and then make them do the thing they are most scared of doing? So she's like, oh, reverse psychology. I'm going to tell them I'm scared of something I'm not really scared of, but I have to make sure I like play it up and make them think I'm like freaking out when they ask me to do something I'm actually excited to do. I don't know. Is that what's going on? (laughs) It could be. I don't know. I mean, I'm not Victoria. Um, I think it's possible. It could go either way. So I think, so she went skydiving. So I'm not the only sleuth here, by the way. Uh, There was a lot of people in Bachelor Nation who DM'd her. And they're like, whatever. You've been skydiving before. So (laughs) I saw on her Instagram story, this was like two days ago. She was like, yes. It's true. I've been skydiving before. Like, don't at me. And like, she had such attitude in her story of like, like, don't try to hate on me. Like, yeah, I'm going to own it. I have been skydiving, but don't be a jerk to me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, and that was the news to me. Like, I didn't know she'd been skydiving. Mm -hmm. So I went and through her feed and back in 2014, she went skydiving and I love her caption. It was what the actual fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> excuse my language so maybe she uh, is scared and she just like did a thing to try to conquer it or something totally so I think she legit was scared and I, I I have a feeling she probably was like I did it once that was like six years ago now mm-hmm. when she was like she had to have been like 19 so maybe she legitimately is super afraid of heights and mm-hmm. that wouldn't surprise me yeah. um so I don't know either way uh, yeah it's entertaining either way, either way. 
<laughs> it was super entertaining. I mean, I don't think you can fake who wants to be on national television kicking and screaming in the back of a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she faked that one. Unless she's a really good actress, though. So, uh Yeah. That was that was one of my oh, top shit. moments of this episode was the kicking and screaming. Oh, yeah. That was one of my faves. Um so yeah, so anyway, she goes on the date and it looked like they had a good time, like they played basketball. Um that fun like pop-up thing, I've actually never done that ride that they showed them doing. Um I just have to share this tidbit, guys. So back in 2016 was the first time I went to Cedar Point. And as I showed up, I was literally like I was with my now husband, who at the time was a new boyfriend. And I just like had this feeling as I was there, I was looking around and I saw the Ferris wheel and I was like, this is like a bachelor day. Like this, <laughs> I, I said it out loud and like he started taping me and I was like, this is literally like a quintessential bachelor day because, you know, when you've watched the show long enough, you know, they do this frequently. They'll like close down an amusement park or some sort of place and they'll be like, it's just for us. And like, they'll run around and do all the rides and it like looks so fun. You're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, I went on my bachelor date and I posted a photo back in 2016 and I said, bonfires, a Ferris wheel, private dinners, fireworks, and a fantasy suite. I'd say this was a be- regular <laughs> bachelor weekend with my man crush Monday, my husband and Cedar Point. Um, and then I, I, wow, I have been going this hashtag game strong for a long time because my hashtag <laughs> was on the wings of love. So <laughs> you could say, yeah, you could say that the idea uh, the name of this podcast was birthed in 2016 <laughs> at Cedar point <laughs> at Cedar point. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just had to share that. If you guys want to check that on my own feed, it's Merrily17, and you can check that out if you scroll far enough. But uh, Cute. yeah, anyway, um, let's get to the juicy part. So, mm. well, then it's rice part of the date. Yes. All right. Tell me your thoughts, Chels, first. Okay. So I have a friend that sent me some sort of Instagram screenshot. Somebody that's friends with Chase Rice, who was hanging out with him this week. And apparently, they never really dated. They just hooked up. Basically, they just had sex. She slid into his DMs, and somehow they ended up meeting and had sex. But he's like, that was it. We were never dating. So... I don't really know what's going on here because she calls him her ex-boyfriend and says that he didn't want her to go on the show, yet she still parades in front of him and makes out with Pete. It seemed so awkward, but Chase Rice... Chase Rice's face during this entire thing was, like, magical. I loved his expression. He was just, like... He was just, like fuck like but he was just still like smiling and like shaking his head yeah like how are you two doing like looking at them like <laughs> let me try to make this normal for a second I'm like what oh you're a good God. actor Chase you're a good actor he is. uh 
Yeah. Whoa. I did not know that. Um, That's just, I don't know. Who knows? It could just be like some sort of internet gossip that's not real, but. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I kept thinking the entire time this was happening. Okay. So like he goes over to Peter and I don't know if you Mm -hmm. noticed. So like they're talking and Peter's like, Peter's so normal. Like I actually, I found Peter really endearing this episode. Um, just like the way he handled everything. I actually mm-hmm. really like Peter this episode. Um, Interesting. I feel like he got back into himself. And so he was normal with Chase, like complimenting him, telling him he loved his music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, telling him what he was going to do later, like go on a night portion of the date, whatever. And then like you cut to like Chase with his phone open and he's like one B one or B two. Or two. <laughs> and Peter goes one. And I'm like, wait a second, what, what is that? And then I watched it again. I was like, oh my God, he's getting, getting Peter's number. number. Peter Weber. That's why he needed the B, one B or two. So what? Now they're going to be buds, you know? Like, mm-hmm. first of all, I was like, brilliant. Like, I mean, I know the producers didn't make that happen, but like, mm-hmm. I you think know, that's they just like, telling oh, of God. like Bachelor Nation is like networking. They're just like growing their network of people of like celebrity well like c-list celebrities <laughs> they're all just banding together right. i've never heard of chase rice have you no yeah and victoria knows all the words to his songs of course <laughs> he's like i love it he was like oh do you know this song <laughs> as it all went down i was like i see why producers did this so mm-hmm. okay anyway back to chase talking to victoria though like, so they're talking and I was like, dude, what the heck is he saying? Like, I can't understand a lick of what this man is saying. He has horrible diction for a singer. What are you saying, dude? <laughs> Eventually I, with the subtitles, it helps a lot. And basically Chase was like, yeah, I mean, tell him the truth. Like, you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. He looked like he could care less. He literally. Yeah. Oh yeah. He didn't, he didn't care, which makes me think that he did not think they had ever dated. He was kind of just like, you got to just like be yourself and yeah, tell him whatever you got to tell him. And I'm sure. I felt so (laughs) bad for her in this scene. I was like, this girl you can tell is like, likes to this guy, you know, and, and you can just tell sometimes when like you see two people who either kissed or had sex, whatever, had some sort of physical interaction. And, it's like unequal. Like she Mm -hmm. obviously liked him more than he liked her. And I could just tell that from their interaction there. Like she's like nervous. He's not, she doesn't know like Mm -hmm. how to act. He's like, could care less. I'm like, Oh, I just feel, you know what? Here's why I don't like that. The producers put her in an environment where she would feel insecure. Mm -hmm. And, And these environments, she just came out of a house full of women who are beautiful She's already insecure. And then mm-hmm. you get her in another environment where she's insecure because she has to be reminded, like, here's another guy in your life who had sex with you or made out with you or whatever and did not choose you. Mm-hmm. So you're even more insecure. And you're, like, going through your head of, like, oh, people don't want me. People don't like me. So it makes sense to me how, like, she goes on the date with Peter at one point, you know, cries, walks away after she told him what happened And then she says, like, I get it if you don't want me. Like, I get it if this is it for you. 
I just mm-hmm. so bad for her. Like they're yeah. really setting her up to just be feel unloved, whether or not she is unloved, but like they're making her feel unwanted and unloved. And that's the part I don't like because I want, I think women in these environments, it's so easy to get into that headspace and you would want to feel valued and loved. Yeah. I I totally agree. I think that this is one of the things that clicked for me this episode. I was like, all of these girls feel insecure and they, so with this particular situation, I'm thinking they didn't actually date maybe, but she is, and you're right. It did feel a little bit like she liked him more than he liked her at some point whatever happened there, but she spins the story like she broke up with him. He didn't want her to go on the show and they, he's her ex-boyfriend. You know, she's like, it seems like she was so insecure that she was like, I've got to make this seem like I have the power, but you can just tell from her body language, like you said, that she was just like so uncomfortable, felt so insecure, especially after being around all these girls. And I think everyone is kind of doing that. It's like self-preservation. That's where the Mm -hmm. drama is coming from this season is like everybody's insecure. And I also think Peter's not helping because he's telling everyone. At first, I thought he was being very honest. But as of recently, the last episode and this episode, he's been kind of telling every girl what they want to hear. And it makes me wonder if he doesn't know what the hell he wants or what he's actually doing. Because... Otherwise, if he knew who he was picking at the end of all of this, like, wouldn't it not matter if a girl went home? Oh, of or course. Or wouldn't it not be a big deal if this happened or that happened? Like, he, it feels like it would, it would have just like rolled off his back more. But he is okay. like so invested, and in every sit down with every girl, he is all in with that one girl and tells them all of these things about how much he can see a future with them. I mean, everyone on one date, he's been like, you could be my future wife. Like basically that's what he says. Every single one-on-one. This goes back. I agree. And I will just very lightly share this opinion that I thought from the beginning that Peter came into the show from not a place of, I need to find my wife, but like I'm a guy who likes to date, who likes being physical And sure, it'd be the cherry on top if I found the woman of my dreams and I got married and had a great early marriage like my parents did and got married young, like Mm -hmm. before I'm 30 or 28. Um, But I don't think that's his story. So I actually Mm -hmm. asked this question on the Instagram page. Um, I did pose the question, do you guys think Peter's going to get married in the next year and the next five Mm -hmm. plus years? And um I would love your feedback on it. It's on a post, a picture of pilot Pete. So look for the picture of Pete standing by himself and comment with your thoughts. Um, if you think mm-hmm. he's going to stay single or get married. Um, but yeah, I think <sighs> there are so many men I've known through life. <laughs> so many, uh, friends, guys have dated, um, coworkers, all, all kinds of men. And there it's, I don't blame them, but there are a lot of men who are not thinking, uh, what's the word with a certain part of their brain where they're actually looking to settle down. And it really mm-hmm. takes a lot of maturity to even get there, whatever that, that is that they get there. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't blame Peter. Peter's in a really normal state to 
be uh, confused. And I think that's just yeah. because honestly, before he even came to, into the show, he was not your guy who was like obsessed with getting married. In fact, the mm-hmm. only one who I think was of Hannah's top guys was Luke Parker. Mm-hmm. I think Luke Parker wants to find his wife. And part of that is spurred on by the fact that he is making the choice not to have sex with a woman until mm-hmm. he is, she is his wife. So yeah, of course he has urges. And so all the more he's going to like be choosy with how he spends his time so he can get to that day where he is, you know, physical with a woman again, but, mm-hmm. um, not saying that's the only reason, but that's definitely part of it. And a huge part for sure. Um, mm-hmm. where someone like Peter is going to be flipping about how often and when he has sex. So it doesn't really matter when he settles down. Um, and I think that just brings back to your point, Chelsea, that perhaps he's looking at each of these women in these group dates and one-on-one, like I really could marry you. I really could marry you. And he might feel that way about five to six different women, mm-hmm. um, versus like two. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's just because he doesn't know what he wants and that's okay. Yeah. Again, yeah. I don't fault him for it, yeah. but I think I, it's causing problems this. with the girls. On in my I mind. think, yeah, I think it's okay that that's the case. I think it's just definitely causing more drama with the girls because they're all calling him his, her, their boyfriend. All right. Of them. Like Tammy, he's not Deandra, even. Deandra said called him her boyfriend i was like whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> what guys you're not even in like the top six yet he's not your boyfriend no there's <laughs> like 15 girls left you know what i applaud cassie looking back on colton season she didn't even call colton her boyfriend she was like not literally probably waiting until he was like are you my boyfriend you know yeah, yeah. so that's the game it, these girls need to play like I don't yeah know. finishing on victoria um I thought it was sweet. So obviously she's insecure. She runs away. Mm-hmm. I do think it was sweet of Peter to like go up to her and say, Hey, look, like I respect the hell out of you for having the guts to tell me this today. And this was super weird and awkward. Um, but he goes like, I asked for honesty and trust and that's what you've given me. So mm-hmm. I seriously, I do applaud him, whether that came from him or a producer, it's super valid. Um, and I'm glad he kept her around. And honestly, that would be stupid if he was like, no, I don't want to date you because you like dated the singer. That's a stupid reason. I mm-hmm. think what happened here is her life might not have anything super dramatic about it. You know, maybe she's just like a normal girl and Victoria like doesn't have super drama to share. But on these one-on-one dates, they want, you know, some sort of heavy storyline. Mm-hmm. And maybe Victoria doesn't have a heavy storyline. So they created the chase rice to become of storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I'm sure she really did hook up with him and might've had feelings for him or whatever. And the only sketchy part, like you said before, is that she said, uh, he didn't want me to come on the show. So I don't know. Yeah. So to be fair though, why would she have made that up to the producer? Cause she was saying that one-on-one, it wasn't like she was saying that to the cameras and ITM. She was saying that, talking to her producer right after it happened. Like what the heck this guy is here. He didn't mm-hmm. do the show, but mm-hmm. he also could have just been like, you know, a bro on the road. Like, Oh, don't do that show. Like come see me in a few weeks or come mm-hmm. fly to this city and, you know, meet me there. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it could have been like not a big deal in his mind, but he could have still said those things. Right. 
Right. Um, it's. A, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Like I was wondering, is she blowing it out of proportion or is he downplaying it to save face? Uh, and I was like, it's probably a little bit of both. How many men have downplayed their emotions to save face? Oh, yeah. So yeah. many. I mean, like, did Jed do that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lest, lest we forget the Jed story of last season, downplaying that he had a girlfriend and said, I love you. And she said bye to him at the airport. But it wasn't real. They weren't, yeah. they weren't dating. He broke up with her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was a yeah. breakup. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Probably both. Yeah. The one thing that bothered me about this, she's about to tell him something that's maybe going to hurt him, but she like, she like talks about how much she's shaking, how nervous she is. And she's like almost it. And it's, I don't think she's doing this on purpose, but I think it's just probably a learned behavior of like, oh, like if I am going to tell someone something that could hurt them, I'm going to feel so I'm going to let them know that I'm so distraught and I'm like shaking and like physically uncomfortable so that they comfort me, even though I'm hurting them. You know what I mean? Like she was like, he came to her and he's like comforting her and everything. And he's like telling her it's okay. And she's like, you, you can leave if you want, or I understand if you don't want to try anymore. And he's like, no, of course I want to, you know what I mean? She's like, it, it almost feels a little bit emotionally manipulative because She's like, I'm the one hurting you. Now you comfort me. You could be right, Chelsea. Um, I I don't know if she's intending to be manipulative or if it's just that is her natural reaction to share. This is how I'm feeling as I'm sharing this story with you. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. She does remind me a lot of Ashley Iconetti when Ashley was first on The Bachelor, just um, this insecure, nervous energy, mm-hmm. um, where she really wanted it to work out, you know, almost mm-hmm. like life or death. Like I want this so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're watching it thinking like, why do you need this so badly? You know, like almost mm-hmm. in a desperate state. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the battle for Victoria. I think she comes across in some ways like really secure and confident and, um, look, she's obviously beautiful mm-hmm. and she seems well-spoken and she does, she seems smart. Like nothing about the girl seems like she's unintelligent or doesn't have her shit together. Like she seems right. like a normal, cool girl in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I just think there's a part of her that's insecure about men and that I, I'm sure that's just based on how men have treated her in the past. Yeah. So I hope Victoria at least gets some security through this process, um, whatever happens. And if she's not, I don't know like how she's going to pan with Peter. I don't know if that she's going to go all the way or not, but if she's not, I would love to see her on paradise. Yeah. Cause I just think, I think, I think having that confidence of dating Peter and maybe dating some other men, maybe she'll learn and realize that, oh, she is a hot commodity and, you know, she can expect people to treat her with, um, with respect, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely. I would, I wish good things for all these girls. And I, you know, I have, she just comes across like the most insecure in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? You think she's, I think so scared? too. I think so too. And that it's so weird because of the way they edit, they really, there haven't been any strong villains this season. Um, it's just been like P- 
people don't like people and they gang up on them almost. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but it makes me realize, you know, like not everyone is all good and not everyone is all bad. Like people have flaws. Yeah. All of these yeah. girls are maybe handling situations in a way that they could have been handled better or from a more healthy place. But I think that, you know, they're all just doing their best and they're also totally. being coached moment to moment by producers definitely <laughs> so, a lot of coaching knows? so yeah. um so back at the mansion mm-hmm. they get a day card and I actually really love this reaction so Madison reads the date card and mm-hmm. all of the girls all 13 of mm-hmm. the 14 girls are on the date for the next day except for Kelsey and mm-hmm. Kelsey's reaction was so sweet like she was genuinely just excited and she started crying <laughs> and said, Oh, I don't want to cry. Just like, these are happy tears. Like trying to explain. Cause in that moment you feel super awkward. 13 other girls are yeah. disappointed. And oh, yeah. Hannah like, Ann was crying. like, <laughs> Hannah Ann was like trying to smile. Oh, I <laughs> didn't she was, like looking that. at Kelsey. She was like, mm. yeah, yeah but- everyone else is like bummed. Yeah. Yeah. And McKenna is just like, I knew mm. it. He doesn't like me. Yeah, torture. Um, Which is just, they're playing up the whole McKenna stuff, which I love Mm -hmm. because she's really invested, Mm -hmm. like super invested. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, good for Kelsey. We'll get to her one-on-one in a minute, but the group date. So they go to the First Mm -hmm. Energy Stadium and play football. And I actually love this date. Like, in my opinion, this is how the pillow fight date should have been. Like, these are meant to be fun dates all the dates where there's like something physical and there's a competition element and there's commentators like it's meant to be fun it's meant to be Mm -hmm. you know for the bachelor or bachelorette to see your competitive side see how you work with other people um Mm -hmm. yeah so I, I don't know I was actually really happy minus the fact that the Victoria F set out which I was like all right that's kind of lame Sorry, Victoria. We're both. <laughs> ah, the blonde Victoria. All right. Yes. The blonde Victoria. The fact yes. that she set out, I was like, mm, that's kind of lame. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But besides that, I thought it was so much fun. What did you think of the game? Yeah, I liked it. So the pillow fight, I was not a huge fan of. They're wearing barely any clothes. This one was a like, you know, still they have to tackle each other physically. Um, which was like, you know, whatever. They shouldn't have to physically fight each other over this man. Yeah, but it's entertaining. <laughs> but I get that's part of the trope of the show. And I appreciated that they were wearing like full pads, full uniforms, yes. like the jersey. They were not messing around. And I was just mm-hmm. like smiling to myself at all the young women and the women who have played like sports, maybe even like for school or professionally. And they're like, hell yeah, ladies can play football. Like, let's do this. And we don't have to be doing like the lingerie football where we're like running around in like bikinis. Like we can be like fully suited up and and, like have our game face on. Like I was very impressed with all of these girls. They like really played the game. Oh, yeah. And uh, obviously, MVP goes out to Shein. Uh, Killed it. I know. I was like, I I wish that I could do that. Like, I wish I could run, jump, catch the ball, tackle people. Don't you wonder if, like, Shein has either has brothers at home or, like, maybe she has played football or, like, some sort of tackle sport? Because she was honestly, like, 
I know Kelly, I think was the one of the quarterbacks and, um, mm-hmm. there were some of the other girls were good, but like she legit yeah. was really good. I was like, she yes. has, must have some background in this. Yes. I know. I, mean, I was expecting Tammy to be, cause she came out of the gate. Like I played, I was a wrestler. I know how to right. tackle people, but Shan was like killing it. She and Deandra so too. Good. She like, she was jumping well, and catching the ball and running. Yeah. But I mean, Shan was definitely the MVP. Oh, Shan was so good at the game. I was legitimately, legitimately shocked. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess I'd call myself athletic, but mm-hmm. if you try to get me to play football, I would look like McKenna. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, this is like not necessarily everyone's sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely felt bad for the pink team. I mean, yeah, yeah, they clearly were winning the entire game. Mm-hmm. And I felt Madison's reaction at the end. She was like, I'm pissed. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, you can tell she's a competitor. She's she yes. played sports. She's a competitor. She's like, nope, a tie like, will not do. Yeah. I like seeing that side of her. And I kind of was like, dude, like y'all can play through the tie and then like figure out who the real winner is. Like they could have yeah. stretched the lines a little bit. I would have appreciated mm-hmm. that. And then you would have had a group date of like seven girls and then those seven Mm -hmm. girls actually get time with him and then the other girls are like I want to talk to him at the rose ceremony you know and it just Mm -hmm. changes the dynamic but when you have 13 girls yeah like they're setting it up that hardly anyone's gonna get time for him with him so I felt for all of the girls at that point Mm -hmm. Uh, I love how at the end of uh the date so it was Natasha Mm -hmm. like Shan you get him first, and I'm, I'm going to block your ass until you're done. Yes. <gasps> I loved it. She was, like, so sassy and so, like, I'm going to do this. I, also, they all looked gorgeous with their hair just, like, pulled up, not a lot of makeup on. They had been sweating. I was like, girls, these this is a good look for you. Yeah. Like, Shan's hair up was, like, she was, like, stunning. And then they all go, like, flatten their hair and, like, put on a ton more makeup. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I know guys love the natural look. All right. So I was so waiting for then the group day, mm-hmm. like the night portion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ready. I was like, thank you, Natasha. For yes. Standing up for Sheehan. I'm ready to like this. get out there and start like blocking people. Yeah. I was like waiting for the group date and like all 13 girls to be there. And then him to be like, all right, cheers. And then for Shean to be like, can I steal you? And then the other girls to kind of be like, oh, I was going to steal him. And then Natasha to be like, no, Shean won today. Like she gets him. Yes. And then Madison to come in with seconds. Like that's mm-hmm. right. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was, I was like, you know, imagining the scenario in my head. Yes. And no, no, no. Like, you know, I'm sure producers were like, Victoria, you can take Peter first. I think that's a good idea because you didn't really get to be with him. So I was like, okay, here we go. Victoria, like saying all the right things, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about having kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, cheering them on at their athletic games and can't wait to be a mom. And I was like, all right, we get it. Like, it's fair what she's saying, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just I would have rather had seen clips of the girl, other girls talking to Peter. Yeah. So I yep. don't know. And then Shean says, like, I'm not going to sit here and just let this happen. She's like, I, if she, I'm not going to let someone get in between me and Peter. I'm not just going to sit here. And but yet there she, she is. There she <laughs> She's is. She's just sitting there. I'm like, okay, come on, Shean. 
<laughs> Come on, we're trying to fight for you. Yeah. I know. And like, honestly, at this point, like, we don't really know Sheanne that deeply. They haven't shown us mm-hmm. that much of her. She seems to Nothing cry. about her family. Nothing no, about she her. She seems to cry every episode. That's all we yeah. Like, she's yep. disappointed a lot. So I'm like, girl, you got to get a little, little stronger. Like, this is small disappointment in the game of life. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that bothered me, and she said it, and I was like, this is so true. She was like, I'm a nice person. And like, apparently that's not working. And she says, do I need to be a bleep person to get attention? She's like, I mm-hmm. guess I do. Yeah. So it's, it just sucks. Like I, I'm glad they aired that comment of hers because it's a true realization. It's like, do I need to be an aggressive or mean or nasty or shitty person essentially to other people in order to get ahead? And she's realizing, yeah, I guess that that would be what I need to do. And mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see that from her. I Maybe we are, but I think mm-hmm. that's just the foreshadowing of like, that's this nature of this show to some degree. Like sometimes you have to be kind of a shitty person to get ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the insecurity thing. And all these girls are maybe doing things that are outside of their personality character. and their character, their nature, yeah. just to get time yeah i'm time there's no time so whoever said there's a ghost in the room (sighs) best line such like oh yeah material um it might have been mckenna i don't know but i think leah's leah whatever i still can't say her name (laughs) leah (laughs) you're gonna have to correct me every time it's okay just warning you um she came up the stairs, blew a kiss to the girls, which I was like, that was unnecessary. The blowing of the oh, kiss. Yeah. Like, that was a little sharp, you know? Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. I don't think she's a rude person, but I thought that yeah. was rude. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she interrupted, and of course, Sheehan is just dumbfounded. Like, oh, mm-hmm. what do I do? But whatever. Okay, so Aaliyah and Peter talk. Love this. She's like, mm-hmm. I have to set the record straight, which it doesn't really matter. But like, did she really go home? Did she really fly all right. the way back to Texas? And this is what I was trying to figure out. What does the timeline look like? How much time did she have to fly all the way home and be home? So I don't know. I think we'd have to really figure it out. But like typically production's going to have it, what, at least one off day. So depending on like how the week before went, you know, cause they've been in California for several days at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if like the day in the mansion that Peter flew out, they did say that Peter flew out that day and they were flying out later that day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they had like, maybe that was like a Saturday and they had Saturday to recoup, like fly and just chill in Cleveland. And then maybe the dates, just started on like Sunday or maybe the date started on Monday. I mean, I don't know. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really know if Aaliyah went all the way home, but yeah, regardless, she was attached to TV and media for mm-hmm. like a day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she sets the record straight and you know, what, I don't know how this went down, but it went down and uh, remember how you were like, do you think Peter last, last time we recorded, you were like, do you think Peter is the one to get her back? Or do you think Aaliyah, Aaliyah mm-hmm. decided to come back? Mm-hmm. What did I say? Yep. Producers. I said, she's going to go back on her own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's going to come back on her own. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, she came back and she said that uh, she just didn't want him to be manipulated by the other girls and their opinions. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So the really notable part is that she and Victoria have been friends. Not just like, like, how do you prove your friends? Uh, she says, we talked every day up to Miss USA after Miss USA leading up to leaving for this, meaning The Bachelor. Um, we went to Vegas in January. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's now October at this point. That they're in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And 10 months ago, they were in Vegas. And separately from that, they've texted a ton. Mm-hmm. How is that three hours? How can you then like say, no, I've only spent three hours with the person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have Kaylin and Hannah Brown situation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pageant girl against pageant girl. And it really is coming down to whether or not they are friends or not. To me, I, I do agree with Peter and Alea. That shows a character flaw that Victoria is lying. This is confusing. Her- this is confusing because he came to her and said, what about what's going on with Leo? How, what do you think of her? And she was like, well, I don't think she's great because she asked me to lie about us being friends. But then she also said, we're not friends. And I'm like, this whole thing is confusing. Do you guys know what a friend, do you know, do you know what constitutes a friend? Do you realize that you just contradicted yourself in your own statement? You're saying that Alea asked you to lie about you guys being friends, but then you said you only knew each other for three hours. So here's how I look at it. It's confusing all the way around. It doesn't make any sense. I hear what you're saying. I guess I see Alea's side in this more than Victoria P. Oh, for sure. Because with Alea, she's trying to say to a girlfriend, like, hey, oh my gosh, we're both potentially – And if y'all don't know this already, so how it works is, yeah, you have the 30 girls who actually show up night one, but then you have another five who are in that hotel who go home, who Mm -hmm. like legitimately do everything the same thing as these girls. They've gone through all the screenings and the testings and the contracts, and they are flown out to LA and then they just don't show up. And so, and then even before that, there's several other girls who've submitted and, you know, don't go to the very final round. So but they go through interviews. So the fact that like they're in the interview process and they probably both realized, crap, we're both in this process. Um, I bet Alea was like, Hey, why don't we just not mention that we know each other? If they say like, do you know anyone, you know, potentially trying to be on the show? Say that's mm-hmm. a question they have. You say, Oh mm-hmm. no, no one, none of my friends are trying to be on the show because mm-hmm. you want to isolate yourself so that you are still one of those 30 women, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what Aaliyah was saying. I don't think she was saying like, once we come into the environment, let's pretend, let's like shake hands and say, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Like right. we can acknowledge each other and like start back where we came off from, but, um, and be allies and be friends, but like, let's go into this. Like, you know, we don't know each other so that we both get captured. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's her telling producers. She's like, that's our story to producers. So the fact that Victoria wanted to share that information and was like, well, I like Aaliyah, but she did do that one thing. That was her way of like, well, maybe I shouldn't like Aaliyah. So let me tell him the one thing I know that could be negative about Aaliyah. And that's that she, we actually do know each other, but she told me not to pretend that we know each other. Even though she knew there was no ill intent in mm-hmm. in that, it's like you know someone's character and you know the thing they do that's like off character and mm-hmm. share that with someone. 
you're just doing that to make them look bad. Yeah. I mean, and she's definitely recognizing. Ahead. Yeah. She's recognizing like, okay, I could put this final nail in the coffin here. So yeah. I might as well. One less girl here. I mean, she also, it also is a like little that. shady because Savannah said that apparently off camera, Victoria P was talking about how Leia is a terrible person. And you know what? It may be possible that in the pat. Okay. I also should maybe disclose this. I have done a pageant. <laughs> <laughs> I did a really? pageant in high school. I forgot. Yes. This. Uh National American Miss. It was my first and only pageant. I was and like, yeah, and not I am not. A, uh I was first runner up. Oh wow. Like, um, second I place? got a little scholarship. Yeah. You yes. got second place in your first pageant? Yeah. So you're telling me it if was you like one, you would be a pageant girl today. <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I the whole experience was not for me. I told my mom I was like I liked the, uh, I, there were a bunch of little competitions. Uh, I really liked the spokesperson competition. You had to do a little speech. Uh, that was like my favorite part. Um, but other than that, I clicked with one other girl who ended up being in my bridal party. That's just a little side tidbit, but I will say that world, there is a lot of like, networking for the sake of networking being friendly to each other's face but also knowing that you're competing with each other like it's like almost like sports but you don't get to just like be competitive outright you have to like hide your competitive nature you know Uh, what I mean and you have to be you have to be like you have to be kind of like sly you have to be like which is why I was like Victoria was top 15 is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that she, and this is why I I noticed the phoniness. I was like, the fact that she's like, oh my gosh, your dress is so cute while I'm interrupting you right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like competing with you, but I don't want you to feel like we're competing. I want you to feel like we're like besties. So apparently she like, she's like in the closet like without the cameras on saying that Alea is like a terrible person. And then she's like holding her hand, like consoling her during the rose ceremony when she's getting sent home. Savannah, we love you. If you're listening, I want to bring you on this podcast and interview you. <laughs> I think yeah. you were a bachelor gold and they're just not showing enough of you. That's true. And I will say it was nice that there was at least another person standing up for Alea toward the end. So she kept totally. that like, she kept that like, oh, okay. Victoria P is not, like all she says she is nobody is and that's the thing that I'm realizing this episode like everyone has their flaws everyone is looking out for number one every single person right but I do I in do their own way that Savannah stood up for her in that group setting where everyone's yeah. everyone is so used to ganging up on Aaliyah at this point yeah um yeah. from multiple days it's almost like the Luke P situation all over again like mm. they found one person to hate it's very Lord of the Flies let's vote them out of the environment Mm-hmm. Um, and kill them off, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, I don't like that style personally. I think it's better to like, obviously stay in your own lane. If you want to have your drama, have the drama, but this whole ganging up on just one person where like the whole house is against them. It's yeah. it, that hasn't happened every season. So I think that's a little why this annoys me more. It so, is. It um, is a little I mean, it happened last Sad. season. It's now happening again. So it must be a new technique the producers are trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that to say, I'm glad Savannah said that because 
she should question if someone's behavior is polar opposite. And I think we have more to see from Victoria. So I'm very mm-hmm. interested to see what happens next episode with this whole finasco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a bachelor Anna turn. Would say it. Ugh, I love it. Um, yeah. So yep. I don't even so, know where to go. Yeah. From. But I will well, say, Pete- I, I do think it was fair of Peter to bring Alea back in. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed yeah. he did it. He had his hand in front of his mouth and was like, uh, do you want to come back in the mansion? Like very mm-hmm. nervous. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he meant it because he looked her in the eye when he said it. But he was also like, do I want to say this? Do I not? And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen after I say this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it wasn't like a confident, hands down, strong man. I want you to come back. I made a mistake. I'm begging. It was shit. I'm a little nervous, but do you want to come back? Cause like mm-hmm. I kind of made a stupid mistake and you're clearly a cool girl and you like are telling me the truth mm-hmm. and you know, the drama it seems to me that like all these other girls just pitted you against me and I do think you're hot and cool and you know, yeah. And I, I applaud that because look, in this environment, you don't know if people are just saying whatever you want to hear. And clearly, it, I like how she said, she's like, look, I have nothing to gain. And she's mm-hmm. right. What did she have to gain? She wasn't coming back on the show to like be a contestant. She thought, hi, like if you don't know these things about this girl you're dating and the fact mm-hmm. that she's actually been lying about our friendship. So what else could she be lying about? Or, mm-hmm. and by lying, I mean, it's, if she's going to lie about something so small as like how well, you know, someone, how many other things will she skirt the truth about? She might like run into someone in real life and be like, Oh, I don't know them. And she actually does. Mm -hmm. Or, Mm -hmm. Oh, I never did that. She actually did. So it, it does make you realize if you lie about the little things, you're probably lying about bigger things too. And she didn't just come out and say like, Oh yeah, I said that like just as a side thing. I didn't this is what I actually meant no she didn't say that at all she was just like I don't know I don't know what you want me to say I'm like just explain it and like say sorry for like not being completely truthful about our relationship she doesn't even understand why she said it it seems like I'm just confused well I think for the most part I do think we have um a diamond in the rough in this group, she's not the only one, but one I really like, Kelsey. Oh. So, yeah, I really like Kelsey. So let's get to her date. Yeah. Um. So her date starts and she jumps up to him and says, I missed you. And I liked, I, I could see the honesty in this. Like Peter didn't really miss her. So I do wonder at mm. this point, I'm like, does Peter think she's in his top or is like the producers, did they encourage her to get the next one-on-one? Mm-hmm. I don't know which it is, but he was like, yeah. you look so pretty. Um, so maybe he didn't miss her, but he just finds her really attractive. I don't know. Um, anyway, I, these are the sort of like nuggets that I pay attention to. I'm like, yeah. uh, no, he yeah. didn't see it back. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would, I would be like very insecure in that moment. So anyway, he tells yeah. her. Um, he tells her about Victoria and she handled that perfectly. Like, yeah, about Alea coming back. Yeah. I mean, she's obviously either watching she did. She, or she's just like well put together. Like she honestly was in such a good headspace this entire day that mm-hmm. 
in my mind, I was like, she is a mentally strong woman because Mm -hmm. all the crap that happened with her and Hannah and in the beginning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even the first night where she was so embarrassed about the champagne being popped and all of that. Mm -hmm. And the fact here she is, she has a whole day to herself and she seemed like the chillest, coolest girl to hang out with. She like did the seem, whole day. This is like the first time I've seen any part of her that's like, it, like I connect with. Like I'm like, oh, okay, we would be friends. Before this date, I was like, I don't, I think I'd steer clear of her. <laughs> right. But you know what's funny is like, she seems like the only girl who seems like super down to earth, super normal, mm-hmm. super chill. Like mm-hmm. I will say, I think Lexi seems really cool too. I like Lexi yeah. a lot, even though we yeah. haven't seen too much about her, but um. Mm-hmm. Kelsey just seems so chill and I loved that. Um, so they go, you know, they walk around the city and they mm-hmm. randomly polka. By the way, that is totally set up by producers. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard this so many times. The producers will like grab people in the city that were like, we're going to stage a dance scene here. And you guys, are gonna... <laughs> I'm telling you that in the little go-kart thing. Yeah. Not... <laughs> yeah. That's not a normal day in Cleveland. That probably is happening somewhere but not mm-hmm. in that specific location. Mm-hmm. So yes, those things were staged. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I thought it was sweet. And Peter went with it. He's like, I don't know how to do the poke either. So I appreciate that he like, mm-hmm. you know, tried to teach her the two step. And mm-hmm. I, I actually thought all of this was like very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems. Their interactions and what they talked mm-hmm. about. Like she wasn't trying to impress upon him like, hi, I'm 10 steps ahead. I can't wait to have kids and go to the soccer game. You know, they're just talking about the moment. And they're like, have you ever left Iowa? And she's like, nope. And I actually really like that about her. Like, I think maybe Mm -hmm. that makes her a little more endearing. She's this beautiful girl, um, represented Iowa in the pageant in 2017. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she could have left and like, oh, I'm going to move to LA or something. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I wonder, I think after this date, I wonder more about her life before the show mm-hmm. about like what her dating history has been, or if she has like, she's super close with her mother and that's why she has stayed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the date was good. I love a city yeah. date where they get to do things and then they go on a boat at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she dresses really well, like kind yeah. of like a chic, cool look. I really like oh, yeah. style. I do too. It's like very doable too. Like I look at that and I'm like, oh, I could do that outfit. Totally. Yeah. Um, Cute trainers and like a leather jacket with a scarf. I'm like, oh yeah, cute. Mm -hmm. She had like a leather skirt on for the day. She looked hot, but like, like I'm not trying too hard hot. Yes, exactly. I, yeah, I definitely like Kelsey's look, Kelsey's vibe. Mm -hmm. She, uh, she has, she wears a lot of makeup, which all the girls do. Yeah, but, but. I get it. She's also a pageant yeah. girl that she's used exactly. to. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was, I actually really enjoyed listening to her tell her story of her family. Um, it's heartbreaking. Can you imagine? Horrible. I mean, like that visceral memory. She's like, she Ugh. remembers like I came home from a basketball game and there's a letter and his ring on the counter. Ugh. And then she didn't see him for 12 years. I mean, she could have told that story and I could have sensed <sighs> so much like bitterness, but it was just sadness. It was Do you just, think like, she this, was like, wanting heartbreak in her voice? Do you think she was wanting to share this when she 
was gonna do the champagne thing with him she kept saying there's something really important I want to share with him I wonder if she was thinking like I don't know if I'm ever gonna get a one-on-one date but I need him to know like why I am the way I am and this is a huge important thing to me but I also need him to know that like I still believe in like family and marriage her, yeah. she said her grandparents I mean everyone was talking that first night too and the You're second right. night everyone was talking about how perfect their parents marriage was like that was their talking point with Peter and I bet she was like I need to tell him this big important thing maybe that's why the champagne thing was like so big right I even though it was just champagne point. everyone's like it's just champagne whatever right well so there's this like so I'm weird- glad she got the opportunity Oh, me too. I mean, I feel like you don't know what to trust because the producers might be like, you'll get your time. You'll get your time, you know, because sometimes they tell Mm -hmm. the girls things that they want to hear. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, don't worry. You'll get to be able to tell your story. You'll get time. Mm -hmm. And then girls get off the show and they never get time. They never get the chance to like, like how McKenna feels. McKenna feels like she's Mm -hmm. never going to have the chance to bear her soul. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if you're right. Maybe that, maybe that's happened. I would love to find that out from Kelsey. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, horrible story of her father going to Mexico, starting his own life, own family. Um, I I really like her. Like everything about the way she told this story and just how she listened to him. Like I just feel like she was a hundred percent in the moment. I don't feel like mm-hmm. she was like feigning emotion. There was even mm-hmm. the moment I liked this a lot. Peter was crying, talking about yes, Cuban his mother and grandmother. <gasps> and she wasn't crying. And I was like, that is so real. Like mm-hmm. one moment she's upset. She's the, the weak one. He's the strong one. And then the mm-hmm. next moment he's the weak, not weak in a bad way, but like he is her yeah. and emotional and he's crying and she's the mm-hmm. strong one, like listening and, you know, respecting that story. The history, his grandmother and mom leaving Cuba, that's like heartbreaking. Well, he really, he really connected with her on this date. He did. I actually, I could see potential for them just because again, he connected to her. So I feel like Mm -hmm. from viewing these dates, he really connected to Victoria and then now he's really connected to Kelsey, but I don't know if that means anything, but yeah, as far as like on a emotional level, those are the two Mm -hmm. he's connected with emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Okay. So back at the hotel, the girls are talking all about Alea and explaining how they all know about Victoria's drama with Chase and that she's dated him in the past because Alea told some girls. So I thought this was so sassy of Victoria. She like walked into the room with Alea with her glass of wine in her hand, stood up and was like, so I hear you have this, like, you know about me and Chase and like you told the girls, like, what's that about? And like, just very like in your, like your turn, tell me like very much on the offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like finishes, sits down, crosses her leg. And it's like, so what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I actually <laughs> thought it was really amusing, like mm-hmm. really amusing. She got hyped um, up. Those other girls were just like so getting hyped. her ready she was and she said something like with the other girls she was like she she left she went home she got kicked off because she's a bad person and I was like whoa that's why she got kicked off who is that like a fact no, no. <laughs> but she yeah. was just like hyping herself up to go in there guns blazing 
and she did she she nailed her totally i mean i it was great entertainment, but I felt again, bad for Alea. Like she didn't even yeah. have a moment to defend herself. No. And quite frankly, she doesn't really need to defend, but she didn't even have a moment to like, say like, I'm really sorry I did that. Like, that's not true. I, I told a mm-hmm. few girls and I'm really sorry that happened. So mm-hmm. I hope next episode we see Alea approach Victoria or Peter and say like, I told a few girls, I made a mistake. I should not have done that. And I just hope she owns up to that mistake because mm-hmm. honestly, if she doesn't own up to it and she doesn't apologize, it's just going to cause more issues. Yeah. Um, Alea seems like the type of girl and like going back to the pageant thing and like the psychology of competing yeah. in something that's like refined like that. Mm-hmm. She gets like, she, it seems like if she has information that someone else doesn't know, she flaunts it. Or if she won yes. something, she wears the crown all day. Yes. If she, wa- like, you know, and it's like, I, we should get, we should try to find someone who had, who's like a psychologist and has worked with like pageant girls or that type of competition because I bet there's like a, a name for it or like a word for it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I do. I do. Um, Maybe we can get a a counselor on the line. That would be awesome because it seems like she's like she had this information that none of the other girls had. And she was like, I have to tell everyone and not like maliciously, but just I think she naturally is just like, I know something everyone else doesn't know. And I want I want to feel important. I think she wanted to feel connected. I think she came in and was like, y'all all hated me. Well, he likes me. So like, hopefully y'all will want to like me now. So like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, I know about that. I know that's mm-hmm. happening. I know that date is happening. And mm-hmm. I knew that Victoria went on the date yesterday. Like she's trying to connect with him. There was yeah. nothing in this that was. I don't think it's malicious intentionally. No. And I also yeah. want to note her makeup was significantly less on that, um, her re-entrance, mm-hmm. which to me is, um, I wonder if the producers were like, you know what, Alea? Maybe all the girls see you with cakes on makeup and overly dressed and they think that you are, you know, a threat and just a pageant girl. So why don't you show them the softer side of you? Why don't you show mm-hmm. them and Peter, you know, mm-hmm. the more natural side of you? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, she's beautiful either way, but I actually think that was a smart move on her part to like come in looking more natural and wearing pants as opposed mm-hmm. to like some sexy dress. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen this scenario play out before in previous seasons where a girl gets kicked off and comes back and is dressed to the nines and is like, mm-hmm. look at me, let me tell you mm-hmm. some stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. But, um, yeah. uh, anyway, let's get to the, uh, uh, you know, after that confrontation with Victoria and Alea, mm-hmm. they have the rose ceremony mm-hmm. and I love when Deandra interrupted after Peter was like, he, he talks to the girls, calls Victoria, like Victoria P, can we talk? Deandra goes, can I say something real quick? And then mm-hmm. Ash chimes in like, yeah, I have something to say too. Um, I'm just going to say what she said. Cause I thought this was so bold and probably so true. She said, mm-hmm. I've never felt so under recognized by someone for us on the group date who busted our asses on the group date and have physical bruises to show and for you to come to the cocktail party and ignore half of us, it was the biggest slap in the face. Mm-hmm. You know what? Honestly, I give her so much credit for sharing that with him mm-hmm. because he has no idea that like 
maybe it really bothers them that half of these girls had zero alone time with him. Mm -hmm. And here they were like, it's, it's not just like a normal, you know, we had a pool party date. This is, we like freaking hurt ourselves. We're going to be bruised for days Mm -hmm. and we're doing this to impress you. And you don't even give us the time of day. Yeah. So you know what, if, if, if she's not, not only she's standing up for herself in that moment, she's standing up for herself in her future and saying like, Mm -hmm. I will not have a man, you know, discredit that like I am taking time out of my life to get to know you and pursue Mm -hmm. you. And I would expect the same respect in return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think there's a revolt. It's like bubbling under the surface. Like all the girls are like, no, we are Queens. We deserve so much better than this. I loved it. And he's I, just like, Ugh. and he apologizes, which he did. I think, I think that's kind of all he could do in that moment. It, it was. I just hope mm. he takes a step back from this and realizes if whoever he moves forward with after this rose ceremony, I hope he actually takes even five minutes for each of them. Mm-hmm. So they all feel acknowledged and not yeah. just like, you know, coming along for the ride. So, right. Um, but of course we go back to more drama with Victoria P, which I was like, mm-hmm. this girl, like she, waterworks. She's back and forth too. She says she doesn't want to talk to him, but then she's like, oh, no, I'll talk like, to you. Why? And I'm like, like, well, I get it. If she's like pissed. Cause he just called her out in front of everyone saying that he was influenced. I got, I understood where she was coming from there. She's like, you just threw me under say, the bus. He didn't say, no, he didn't say who him. he didn't say who, but he did say I was influenced and that was a problem and I didn't follow my gut. And she was like, okay, so I'm the reason Alea went home and now I'm the no, target. She was, she I don't thought she was like, going to be the target after that. So I got, I, I understand I, for me anyway, I understood what I understood why she could be pissed, mm-hmm. but she was like, I wanted her to like, she was like, he was like, can you sit down? She's like, no, I don't want to sit down. And then she promptly sits down. And I was like, just, no, if you don't want to sit down, don't sit down. Have the conversation standing right. up. Like, but she was just so like back and forth, like wishy washy. I mean, we're all guilty of this being selfish and like only caring about our thoughts. So anytime you think someone's thinking about you too much, they're not, they're thinking about themselves. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. here's here in this moment, she is so self focused, you know, she's like, I have been so vulnerable with you and I'm confused why I'm in this position now and you don't trust me. And she's only thinking about herself in this moment. Like, mm-hmm. like you've hurt me. I, I want to keep going on this journey to be vulnerable with you. And here I told you all about my family life and now honestly, he has said nothing to question like dating her, but she's Mm -hmm. acting like he is. So yeah, I think she is just in her head and Mm -hmm. she's reacting from like her own fears and insecurities in Mm -hmm. her head, Mm -hmm. nothing from what he's done to her. So like, Mm -hmm. again, I'm applauding Peter because I think he's handled this episode so well. Like Deandra clapped at him. He said, I'm sorry, I'm not perfect. She's like reacting out of her own fears. He's like saying, I do trust you. Like mm-hmm. he is doing everything right. Yeah. I, I don't think he's, I think he's handling this so well. Um, and just, you know, the girls are insecure. So Victoria yeah. P just needs to stop. I, I hope that she takes the beat 
and realizes it's not just about her. It's about Mm -hmm. Peter being with someone who is going to share all the truth with him. And so Mm -hmm. if anything, I hope she just learns from this and that, you know, she and Alea are both honest with him and Mm -hmm. I sense a two on one in the future, whether that's next episode or the next but I just Mm -hmm. sense it coming up in the future with the two of them and it sucks it sucks that they're being pitted against one another but like Mm -hmm. quite honestly um Victoria could have squashed it and she didn't so yeah it's really at this point it is her fault so for her to sit there when he's trying to talk to her and blame it on him and be like I've been vulnerable why don't you trust me Mm-hmm. girl you lie like don't make this about like you're in the, like don't play the victim and I think right now she's playing right. the victim and I do right. not like that yeah she lied about something so incons in it, it it's like so small it's like doesn't even matter just like be like oh yeah I didn't mean that move on <laughs> instead she's like oh Right. And then Uh, then, she's talking about Alea saying her kindness is weakness. And I'm like, what? Oh, and then bringing up the chase saying like, oh, Victoria will tell you all about that. Oh, it's not my story to tell. Um, Victoria doesn't even know the full story. So now it's just becoming like, again, back to the witch hunt of Alea. Like, Mm. well, I don't like Alea. This hurts me. Well, now Victoria doesn't like Alea. So wait till we hear that from Victoria. I'm like, Girl, this is not the way girls should be behaving. Um, Again, this is why I say I prefer The Bachelorette to The Bachelor personally. Um, But I still love the show. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens on the To Be Continued next week. Any other thoughts, Chels? Uh, The trailer looks like the Pete accident head wound is coming. Did you see the ambulance? Oh, yeah. And someone screams Peter's name. So I think it might be finally happening. Okay, well, I have to tell you a little update notice on that then. Okay. Spoiler alert for next episode, not like the end of the season. Don't worry. Okay. Um, (laughs) So spoiler alert is Peter hit his head. And I had heard this before in the middle of filming. Mm -hmm. And he hit it on a golf cart. So mm. this is actually not going to be that dramatic. No, of um, course it's not. <laughs> and apparently it wasn't even on a date. It was just like oh, he was gosh. alone. So just... he, yeah, he just like tripped or like, I don't know, miscalculated his step or something and hit like kind of the front um, like windshield of the golf cart. Mm. And that's why he had this for a long time, like a big um, scar, like, or scar like on his forehead. Mm. Yeah. So, if the ambulance is teased, um, maybe that's what this is for, but mm-hmm. he was not on a date. So if they clipped that with, um, someone yelling his name, that has to be separate. Oh. So basically it's all editing to clip of it course. to be more dramatic. It always is. They tease it. I know, but I have to tell you guys these secrets. I know. I love it. You didn't even it, know. I, it. I'm, I, I like, yeah, it, I, I, I'm always disappointed when I'm like excited about something, except with the exception of like the fence jump. Oh, the fence jump was so good. Yes. And I think the end, the the super trailer that's been doing um, Pete's mom, Barbara, like crying and saying, bring her home to us. I think, I think that's going to be, that's going to be good. I don't think I'll be disappointed with that one. That's fair. I had a great. But I'm I'm not surprised that it's going to be like a very normal thing with his like 
accident. Quotes. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see how that all pans out. Um, I mean, not that, not the accident, but like, I'm excited to see how this Alea, um, Victoria mm-hmm. stuff pans out. Like who of them will stay? I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. Like, I think all along I thought Victoria P is going to go so far. And now I'm really questioning it. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't really like her character anymore. Yeah. So I don't know, but I will say we have a lot to see. Um, check mm-hmm. pod for more. And, uh, next I'm going to, and by pod, I'm at, um, Instagram page. Um, yes. Check it out. Well, Charles, thanks so much for joining me for today's recap. And uh, next, I'm going to share with you guys a lot of Bachelor news. Stay tuned. Bachelor Nation update. So number one, I called this last week. Uh, Go back and listen to episode three, Pilot Pete Recap, Bachelor News and Hot Gossip, because the hot gossip on there was that I speculated that Kendall and Joe were going to break up and uh, or I already had. Who was right? I was. So they just announced it today in the last few hours that Kendall and Joe from Bachelor in Paradise have broken up. Um, as subtext, you know, so you understand a little more. I had listened to an episode that Kendall did with Dean and Jared on their podcast, and there was a relationship expert, Tracy McMillan, who spoke. And they talked about attachment needs. And on that episode, Kendall referred to her relationships as my, like, when I've been in a relationship. She never said in my current relationship or, and and I, it was a pretty recent episode that was recorded. So I just sensed that like, she wasn't trying to allude to that she's in a current relationship and how to navigate that current um, dynamic. So that alone was telling and that coupled with the fact that Tracy noted that Kendall's attachment style was avoidant, which means she likes to get her needs met and then she withdraws from the relationship or withdraws from like the conflict. So, um, anyway, if you are curious, go listen to that, um, interview on Dean and Jared's podcast. And if you wanted to hear the foreshadowing of Kendall and Joe breaking up, um, so I would guess that Kendall maybe broke up with Joe. We don't know, of course, but uh, they did release a statement to Bachelor Nation and it says this, we have decided mutually to go our separate ways. The pair wrote, Joe has made the decision to move back to Chicago while Kendall will be meaning in her hometown of LA. Um, anyway, and they talk about how their friends and family are important to each to them and how they need their support. Um, they said, this is kind of interesting. Um, we can't imagine continuing our lives without them closer, especially when thinking of starting a family of our own one day. Well, I've also said this before and predicting if bachelor couples are going to work out location is everything to have a successful marriage, successful relationship. You both have to be on the same page about, um, sacrificing your needs or your desires for wanting to be in the same city, or you both just have to have have to have similar goals of what you want and where you want to live that life. So, um, I'm sad for the two of them. Can't say I'm super surprised. Um, but, uh, this is breaking news as of today, the 29th of January that they broke up. Um, as you might know, they were living together. She adopted a dog pistachio recently. So this is kind of new, but 
relationships experts do say, or maybe it's just the friends say, typically couples, when they first move in together, it either means if they stay together, they're going to stay together or they break up soon after moving in together. So unfortunately, that's what happened here with Kendall and Joe. And that's too bad. Moving on, though. We have some couplings that are great in Bachelor Nation. Jenna Cooper, do you guys remember Jenna? She broke Jordan's heart after they got engaged in paradise. Gosh, what a crazy couple those two were, Jordan Kimball and Jenna Cooper. Well, Jenna Cooper is now pregnant. That's right. I didn't say she was engaged or married. I said she's pregnant. Jenna's pregnant with her boyfriend, Carl's baby. He's a commercial real estate agent. And she announced this via her social media, January 19th. So this is in the last week or so. Um, but the baby is due this spring and she looks pretty far along. So congrats to Jenna. We hope you have a healthy, happy baby and pregnancy and that things work out with you and Carl. Uh, you know, there's, been several people in Bachelor Nation who've had untraditional um, routes. Um, Ali Fedotowski, Jillian Harris, both former bachelorettes, um, as well as Erica Rose. These are all people who got pregnant before they were engaged or married. So, um, you know, it can happen for anyone that way. And I hope it works out for you, Jenna. Jordan Kimball. Um, and actually, I take that back. Ali Fedotowski, I believe, was engaged when she got pregnant. But you get what, what, I, what I mean. Um, moving on, Jordan Kimball also is attached to someone now. He has a new girlfriend. Her name's Christina. Uh, he made that public back in November. Uh, so you've probably known this for some time. But I thought I should note it that both Jenna and Jordan are now happily in separate relationships. Good for them. Uh, Josiah. Anyone remember Josiah? Well, I do. He was a, you know, character on Rachel's season of The Bachelorette, uh, season 13. He also then went on to do Winter Games. He's a lawyer in the South. And he, after attending Rachel and Brian's wedding this summer of what she attended with his girlfriend, he got engaged this fall. So congrats to Josiah. And again, I guess it's a classic example of sometimes this show propels you to want to be in a healthy monogamous relationship. And for many people that happens soon after they get off the show. So congrats to Josiah. And now in unrelated romantic news, but just bachelor news, I have some other news for you guys. So I listened to Chris Harrison do an interview and thought we should note the people he said were the most difficult to work with as far as being the lead were former Bachelorette, uh, the third Bachelorette, Jen Chef, and um, Charlie O'Connell. Jen was um, the reject from Andrew Firestone season and then became the Bachelorette uh, several years ago. In fact, you did not even see her on the Bachelorette special with all the former Bachelorettes because she had family plans. And then Charlie O'Connell, he, um, if you know his brother, Jerry O'Connell, they're both actors. And uh, I think they wanted someone famous that year. So apparently he was a little difficult and uh, had an alcohol problem as well at the time. 
Jade and Tanner. Well, we all might remember Jade and Tanner as being the first successful Bachelor in Paradise couple. That's right. Jade and Tanner met on Paradise. They've been married now for four years, living in California with their two children and two dogs. And recently, Jade won DraftKings Millionaire Maker. It's a contest um, during the NFL playoffs. Well, maybe because she's a woman, maybe just because they're trying not to have collusion, but DraftKings has decided to strip her of her win. So initially she won a $1 million prize for winning and little background. It does cost money to enter this. And each person who enters can only enter up to 150 entries. So if you have someone you're working with, in this case, your husband, Jade could enter 150 times and Tanner could enter 150 times. And Thus, that's 300 entries where there are different combinations of players. Well, if you have a ton of combinations of players, you have more likelihood of winning one of those times. So that's what happened. And, you know, this is not really illegal. It's more of a loophole. But DraftKings decided to open an investigation. Um, I think it's a little ridiculous and ironic and could be sexist because they probably might not have caught this had Jay not been one a woman or two in the media and public eye, but they decided to strip her of her title, bump the next person up. And they said that, um, they're now updating the standings of several contestants. Well, that just means they're bumping everyone else up. So unfortunately for Jade and Tamara, they lost that million dollars. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to bring on a sports expert next week to talk a little bit more about this. So stay tuned for that. And uh, if you're interested, Hannah Brown, who, as you guys remember, I just saw last night in Dancing with the Stars. She loves Taylor Swift. You know, she danced to love her on the show. She is a huge Swifty, as she calls herself. In fact, in college, she wrote an entire paper on Taylor Swift's song, Clean. Yeah, I heard uh, Hannah say this in an Instagram story. Thought that was kind of crazy. And if you're curious, she loves her coffee black. So that's all the updates for today. And now I'm going to talk about Michael Stagliano in detail. So stay tuned. Michael Stagliano. Wait, who? You might be saying. If you remember, he was kind of a quirky break dancer. That's right. Back then, it was cool to say your job was a break dancer. Um, pretty funny. He was actually a twin, too. He has a brother, twin brother named Steven, who ironically is also in Bachelor Nation. Are you guys ready for this? His brother, Steven, married Deanna Pappas. Pappas, excuse me. Uh, you still might be going, who the heck is Deanna? Okay, hello. She was a former Bachelorette. So Michael again, was on Jillian's season. He then went to a bar to meet Deanna because he thought we should hit it off. And she's cute. And by the way, at this point, she had broken up with her winner, Jesse. So they go to the bar. Deanna brings her best friend, Holly, Holly um, Julian at the time. And I'm sorry, Holly Durst at the time. And immediately he and Deanna did not hit it off. And so they were like, okay, that's that. And then he met Holly. So for the next bit of time, he was dating Holly. Deanna met Michael's brother, Stephen. And here we are, fast forward several years later, Deanna and Stephen, his brother, who was never actually on the TV show, um, they're married. So, whew, confusing, right? Oh my gosh. 
anyway, let's continue with Michael's story because he was shown on TV a lot. So after that season, he then went on to be on Bachelor Pad 2 and then on Bachelor Pad 3. Again, what is that show? It's the show before Paradise. Um, He dated Holly in real life. That's right. They didn't meet on the show. They met off the show. They met in real life, got engaged, and around the same time they got engaged, Deanna and his brother, Stephen, got engaged. So now we have these two engaged couples in one family. They're all having fun. And uh, at some point, Holly ends the engagement, and Michael's devastated. And then, as he said, it was a few days later, she decided, let's get back together. They got back together. But he didn't feel like it was right, so he said, let's let's not you know, I think we should call this off. If you didn't want to be in this engagement, we should really call it off. By the way, side note, this is totally different than the way Holly tells the story. Go back and listen to my episode, Holly and Julian. Holly Julian, winner of Bachelor Pad. Yeah, that's right. That same Holly I interviewed back in the summer. So episode is uh, dated October 9th. Go listen to it. Anyway, So he dates Holly, they were engaged, they broke up, and then producers reached out, wanted them both on Bachelor Pad. So they both went on, they got coffee beforehand and decided, you know, we're going to have each other's back and we are going to be buddies. I know we're not dating, but we're going to be buddies. Meanwhile, they get on the show, Holly starts falling for Blake, this new guy who's in the mansion, and Michael is hurting so badly. I mean, he said, I listened to him do an interview with Olivia Caridi. Um, and he just said like, he would go to like change rooms to like avoid being around them, you know? And it was really hard because the way bachelor pad was done, all of the contestants were living in the bachelor mansion. So you have all these men and women dating, hooking up in the bachelor mansion. It was crazy. Um, so it was really hard for him. And, uh, he just said he cried a lot watching them fall in love, um, which just hurts my soul a little bit. I cannot imagine that would be really hard. Uh, and so fast forward some time, they get off the show and he and Holly were looking like they might win the show. So they have this after special. So it's almost like bachelor pad live for the finale. And he and Holly are set to be the winners or one of the winners. And uh, they have to call, like, are they going to share the money or are they going to take it? So they decided to share it, which is so amazing. Um, In basic terms, that means that they stayed united. And um, after they won the money, the producers decide to show a clip of, like, what Holly's been up to. And in that clip, Blake proposed to Holly. So here Michael is sitting live on stage watching his ex-fiance, mind you, six months ago, she was his fiance, ex-fiance get proposed to. So uh, he just said to Olivia, it was like horrible and confusing and, and he half blacked out. And, uh, you know, later that night, he didn't even go to the after party. He just like didn't even know what to do, didn't know what to say. He just like blacked out. So uh, that just sounds like the worst thing to go through. Um, but fortunately for him, he had some money after it of which he paid off his credit card debt and gave a lot of the money away. So fast forward some time, Michael goes back on TV, but in between that time, when he goes back on the next year for bachelor pad two, 
he goes on a music tour. Um, I don't remember knowing Michael played music, but I guess he's a singer and plays guitar. So he went on a music tour and he was all over and he went through Chicago and on the Chicago stop, he somehow like met this girl. Her name's Emily. And I guess she came up to him after the show and said, Hey, do you want to get drinks with me and my friends? And he obliged. So all this to say, there are definitely missing holes in this, like how he met her. Cause he said he met her before the show, but, um, all that to say, he says he's like never hung out with girls at these shows. He never would get drinks with people after his shows, but with this girl, he really wanted to. Um, and so he hung out with her, he had a drink with her. Um, and that was it. Like a bunch of friends hanging out. Well, I think he really liked her because he said they started calling each other, but he let her know like, Hey, I'm planning to go on bachelor pad in a few weeks. And he says she was cool with that. Well, of course she's cool with that. She doesn't think she's actually going to date you. Anyway, he ends up going on the pad, hooks up with, uh, Rachel Trueheart, If y'all remember her and, um, she had been on Ben Flanick season he hooked up with her and then came off the show and was like, I missed that Emily girl. So caught up the Emily girl and fast forward a few weeks, they started visiting each other and now they are married and they have children together, two boys. So, um, my, Michael is now living in California. Get this 23 minutes from his brother, Steven and his wife, Deanna. So you have all these cousins and siblings so close to each other, which is ideal. And uh, they all live in California. So that's what we know about Michael. He is his exactly as you would remember him um, in the interview, you know, really, really chatty, fun, um, and just seems like a really cool guy. So um, if you are curious to know more about him, it appears that he doesn't post on Instagram, but he is on Facebook and he posts about his music on Facebook. So look for Michael Stagliano. I'm going to spell that for you. It's S-T-A-G-L-I-A-N-O. And you can also, if you're curious, find him on Instagram. And it is Michael Stag. Just S-T-A-G. Again, that's Michael Stagliano. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys check him out. He definitely could use some more followers. I think he has 32,000. Not that many. So anyway, hope y'all enjoyed hearing about Michael and please write me. I would love to know who you would love to know um, more information on. I can always do a good deep dive on people in Bachelor Nation. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. On the Wings of Love is hosted by me, Marilee Green, produced by Chelsea Dick Smith with music by Purple Planet. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please check out our Instagram page. It's on the Wings of Love podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.